Ed Robertson welcoming you to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Danelle Dadigan will join us later on this hour. Danelle Dadigan, founder and president of the Hollywood Museum. In this time of sheltering in place, the Hollywood Museum is doing its part to bring the museum to you by way of social media. We'll talk about that and more when Danelle Dadigan joins us later on in this hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. Our second hour will include an encore presentation of our conversation with John Kruth. John is the author of Rhapsody in Black, the life and music of Roy Orbison, a comprehensive biography and discography of the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer that also includes the backstory of Roy Orbison, A Black and White Night, the award-winning special from Cinemax that is still considered one of the very best concert films ever made. We will replay our conversation with John Cruth in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, we'll begin this hour by welcoming back Mr. Adam Sharp. Adam Sharp, president of the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, a.k.a the Daytime Emmys. The National Academy oversees the Daytime Emmys, the Sports Emmys, the News and Documentary Emmys, as well as the Technical and Engineering Emmys, all of which have been postponed for the time being because of the coronavirus pandemic, although daytime television as a whole has continued to experience double-digit growth in competition and viewership, even in this unusual time. The Academy has also recently embraced new diversity, gender, and community policies, as well as rebranded its logo. It also recently joined forces with the Primetime Emmys to issue a joint message to membership during this time. That doesn't happen every day. We'll ask Adam about that in just a sec. But first, Adam Sharp, welcome back to our program. Hello. Just as the daytime Emmys covers a lot of ground, so does daytime television it is not just soap operas it's not just talk shows or courtroom dramas it is news daytime television covers news and a lot of people are watching news and news programs right now aren't they for sure and i think you know the story out just today that the evening newscast uh nbc nightly news cbs evening news and abc's world news tonight are posting audiences 50 percent higher than the same period a year ago there is, as with many times of national crisis, viewers go home to those trusted sources of information. And that bedrock of the evening newscast are skilled daily news reporters to provide that comfort, to provide that information. And the audience has come back at a level not seen in a generation. And to dovetail on what you said, especially when uh, some, some of the messages we're receiving from the White House are mixed messages or even the information that is pretty much undisputable. The fact is we, we don't know whether we're at the top of the curve or whether we're flattening out or whether we're on the downhill scheme and whether the virus will come back and how we have to prepare for that. That just underscores the need for news programs, newscasts, uh, to provide the best information they can possibly provide, which viewers are obviously consuming right now. Yeah, and sometimes that means reporting on what we know we don't know as much as reporting on what we do know. Yes, and on a personal note, while I don't always consume the nightly newscasts, like a lot of people in this day and age, I use 
Twitter, where a lot of stories, and this isn't just the network news, this is also the cable networks as well, they will post stories using social media. And so if you didn't catch the nightly broadcast at six o'clock, you could catch it on your own time. And again, particularly with regard to the covering of the daily press conferences, to see news journalists from all outlets doing their jobs, digging in, asking the questions, getting the information that people want to know. It's just great to see. Absolutely. Adam Sharp is on the line with us. Adam Sharp, president of the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, the Daytime Emmy Awards. We'll talk some more about daytime television in general. Right now we're talking, we're particularly focusing on network news, cable news in the era of the coronavirus pandemic, consumption of network news on all Three of the main broadcast networks are up 50% from this time a year ago. For more information, emmyonline.tv, emmyonline.tv. Now, the news and documentary Emmys have have been postponed, but as we just touched base, I, I certainly see the argument, and I hope eventually we will see a broadcast because, as we just mentioned, in a lot of respects, we're seeing the best of news journalism right now as we wait out this pandemic yeah the news and documentary emmys are are usually in september our hope is still to have a ceremony this year whether it's in september or potentially we're also holding some venue dates in in november if we cannot have a physical in-person event we will certainly look for other creative ways to make sure that these fine journalists get recognized for the excellent work they're doing. Obviously, the reporting on COVID-19 uh, would come up uh, as part of next year's competition. Um, and so I, I fully expect next year will be a particularly competitive year with all the great work that is being produced right now. Not to sound crass, but it almost seems like you, you, you need to create a special category for next year just to cover COVID-19. Well, it's interesting. I, I think it is something that uh, we're talking about from the standpoint of does, does our current structure accommodate all the great programming that's being created? Because I think across genres, not just news reporting, but in daytime entertainment and in sports, because of these limitations, you are seeing networks and uh, reporters and stars come up with completely new and novel ways of connecting with their audience. You know, CBS News, for example, has not only been working from home because of local statutes the way others have, but they completely shut down the CBS broadcasters. They're main headquarters in New York, the the broadcast center there on West 57th Street. And so CBS this morning wound up having to produce their show out of three different locations in five days before finally having their three hosts distributed from their their living rooms. We've seen things like Rosie O'Donnell bringing back her daytime talk show for one time only to raise money for, for the Actors Fund. We're seeing various soaps engaging with their audiences in new ways via social media. Elmo having a play date via uh, video conferencing on HBO to connect with kids. And so, frankly, a lot of our categories are designed around concepts of programming and traditional structures of programming that have largely had to be abandoned over the last four to six weeks, while some of the best work being done is work that 
has no category, that fits no known genre because, you know, necessity is the mother of all invention. And so I think as we look to next year's competitions, not just news and documentary, but also sports and daytime, there will be a, a desire to make sure that our categorization and the criteria for those categories gives an opportunity to recognize all this great work. And if that does mean creating additional categories or changing categories, that's certainly in the cards. Looking back, I think the, the closest example we have is the year after 9-11. 9-11, obviously, in 2001, so for the 2002 competition, the News Emmys actually disallowed coverage of 9-11 in its breaking news category, mainly because so much of the coverage on that day was just so wonderful, it seemed almost inappropriate yeah. to say Network X's coverage of the building coming yeah. down was better than Network Y. And so I think that's a sensitivity that needs to be balanced as well. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093 800-715-6093 That's 800-715-6093 This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Grasshopper, the virtual phone system designed for entrepreneurs. Go to trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential, trygrasshopper.com forward slash TV Confidential, and save $50 on your order. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.